Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me on the web at Newworth Law, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. And I wanted to talk to you today about one of my favorite slash least favorite subjects, which is the insurance industry. <laughs> so today in the newspapers, in the middle of this uh, coronavirus stay-at-home situation, what happens, but, you know, there are like three and a half million unemployment claims were were made last week by basically the entire restaurant hospitality. Everyone who has to be a retail-facing, consumer-facing person got laid off. And all the businesses that have been paying their business interruption insurance turned around and tried to file claims. And... The insurance <clears throat> insurance company, as they are almost required to do because they are the big bad insurance company, said, oh, sorry, pandemic is not covered. So you had one business, you know, in the in the article that I was reading was saying, we pay $100,000 a year for business interruption insurance. And then when we try and make a claim on it, what happens? It's denied. So now, you know, Congress is pissed off and the insurance people are getting their lobbyists together and trying to not look like exactly what they are, which is, hey, we're happy to collect your premiums until you actually need our coverage. And as soon as that happens, oh, there's an insurance crisis in America. Oh, this is that. Anyway, they they are in a dirty business and they are bad people is my general impression of insurance executives and what they are up to. They're basically, their job is to take your premiums until you want to make a claim, and then they decide to fight you on your claim. So, you know, this is a classic example where you've been paying, you know, maybe you've paid them $300,000 in premiums over the past three years for business interruption insurance for exactly this situation. And then when it comes, they say, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, I don't know about that. Pandemic's not covered. So, you know, well, how's the business person to predict pandemic? <laughs> like, certainly if the insurance company had wanted to exclude pandemic, they should have written it into their contract and then they would have a leg to stand on to blame the business owner in another crappy maneuver to say, oh, See, pandemic, you didn't read the fine print. But, you know, look, the fundamental fact of insurance is you need to have insurance because it's cheaper to have insurance than to go without it. And if you have assets, meaning, you know, you're 40 plus years old, maybe kids, maybe a house, maybe a car, maybe some savings account, um, you need more insurance. (laughs) And then people get pissed off when they try and make a claim on their insurance. So, you know, that's just the nature of insurance. It's kind of a necessary evil, but it is certainly evil. I deal with insurance companies all the time, and I know of what I speak because most of the time, the context in which I'm dealing with it is something called uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage. So the classic example is you get hit by a young millennial super person who is uninjured, but they were texting and they T-boned your car, and you have a terrible concussion and bad lower back pain. And you can't go to work. And the uh, young person who hits you has $15,000 in coverage. 
And that is not enough to pay your out-of-work bills or to pay for your concussion or your medical bills or anything like that. So what do you do? Well, since you're a responsible person, you turn around and you claim on your underinsured motorist coverage, which if you've been listening to podcasts like this or mine, you should know that you should at least have equal amounts of underinsured motorist coverage to that of bodily injury, which is what you're covering someone else if you hurt them. So cover yourself the same as you would cover somebody else if you hurt them. So let's say you have a $100,000 case in my mind, and there's only 15000 from the other woman. So what do you do? You turn around and you make a claim on your underinsured motorist coverage. So let's say Allstate's your carrier for your own car. You turn around and you claim against Allstate. You write a letter to Allstate with your lawyer and you say, hey, I want 85000 because my case is worth 100 I got fifteen from her. I want eighty-five, And I have 100000 in underinsured coverage. Okay? So I'm going to take this break and make two quick announcements. One, this is not legal advice. This is my own practice and how I deal with cases and clients. So if you need legal advice, either contact me or contact your local personal injury lawyer. Don't make decisions based upon what I say about uh, legal stuff. Second, this podcast is sponsored by the New Earth Law Office. I am a personal injury law firm with a nice track record in the suburbs of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Most of my work is in Philadelphia County, uh, but I do work in other counties and I live in Montgomery County. And I specialize in, you know, in, in a variety of areas and handle weird things that happen to people and their injuries. So back to the subject. Let's say you turn around to your insurance company, Allstate, and you say, I want the 85 to make up for the 100. What is Allstate? What's the first thing Allstate's going to say? Send me the medical records. Okay, here are your medical records. What's the second thing they're going to say? You know, I don't really think it's worth 85. I think it's worth 20. So what situation are you in again? Same one as we started today. You've been paying Allstate $2,500 a year for 10 years, paid them maybe 25 grand over time, never made a claim. And now what are they saying? What are they doing? You paid for 100,000 in coverage, now they're nickel and diming you. Well, I don't really think it's worth that. Well, I don't, you know, eh. So now what are you gonna do? Now you can negotiate with them. Maybe you, maybe you or your lawyer's overestimating the value of the claim. Maybe they're lowballing you. Who do you, how do you know? So what's the next thing? There's some back and forth negotiation and you have to decide, am I gonna to go to court and fight my own insurance company? Am I gonna to go to arbitration or am I gonna take their last offer? But look what happened. You've been paying premiums to your own insurance company for all this time. You should be pretty pissed off at this point that they're refusing to pay you your policy limits. It's not like you have a hangnail and you're asking for $100,000. You're out of work. You had a concussion. So oftentimes in these situations, these cases end up in court. And the insurance companies kind of live in fear of that situation for one particular specific reason. They are going to look like idiots because you've been paying premiums and now they're fighting you on the value. But the reason they're particularly afraid is 
that it's not you against the young person who hits you. It's you against Allstate Insurance Company. And it is rare, very rare in American personal injury law that you get to sue the insurance company. Why is that? Well, for umpteen reasons, the courts have decided that you have to sue the young person who hit you in most situations, even though the young person who hit you had State Farm insurance and you're really, frankly, suing State Farm insurance and the young woman who hit you is not going to have really any money at stake. But you got to sue, you know, Joe Blow, not State Farm. But when you're suing your own insurance company, you get to put Allstate Insurance Company on the caption. And that's a big deal because then the jury knows that it's you against your own insurance company, not you against some young person who may or may not have assets, who may or may not be sympathetic. It's you against your insurance company. And that is a powerful thing. You know, there are times when you don't want to do that as a lawyer. You know, some of my calculations are don't file that case because I'm in a jurisdiction or a county where values aren't as good. But, you know, in some of the counties or in a real stark situation... I'm going to file that case against the insurance company because jurors are going to hate that situation. Your insurance company doesn't want to pay you. Who are they going to find for? They're going to find for you. All right, that's enough for today. That's been Ask Andy. I hold people accountable. Have a great day.